Welcome to the PKN Podcast, where we give you the wrap on all things packaging. Welcome, folks, to the PKN Packaging News Podcast, brought to you today by Ball & Doggett, Australia's largest distributor of printable materials and consumables. My name's Grant McCarran, and as ever, I'm joined by Lindy Hewson, Managing Editor and Publisher of PKN Packaging News and the host of this show. G'day, Lindy. Can you please tell us about our topic and our guest for this episode? Hi, Grant. Um, coming to you from a very uh, cold Sydney. Uh, very excited <laughs> to have with us today the winner of the Young Packaging Professional of the Year Award. Now, last last week, we had the Packaging Innovation and Design Awards for the ANZ region. And uh, Nina Nguyen, the CEO of a company called PACO, was up for the Young Packaging Professional Award, and she walked off with it. Now, Nina has been in the media spotlight of late because she has been doing some amazing entrepreneurial things with her company. And PACO is the Australian packaging company where a box is never just a box. That's the, the tagline. Um, we have PACO professionals creating architecturally crafted solutions across commercial and domestic networks, shipping boxes, uh, containers, uh, fiber-based packaging. So welcome, Nina. We are so happy to have you here. Congratulations on your fantastic award. Hi, Lindy. Thank you for having me on the podcast. And thank you so much for that. Well, we're going to get right to it, Nina. We really are keen to hear your personal story. You've done so much in so little time already as a young packaging professional. Can you tell us how you came to be in packaging? And can you tell us how you came to found this company, Paco? Uh, yes, there's a little backstory to this and um, that I'll tell you before I get on to Paco. So back in 2011, I founded an opportunity to supply produce packaging to the horticultural industry. Uh, my parents are produce farmers, and as you would understand, farmers have been having it really tough over the years with the storm, the fires, and the drought. So being a farmer, you really are dependent on the weather. Now, it takes a good three to four months from sowing stage to harvesting, and a lot of work goes into the caretaking during the growth stage. So when it comes to harvesting, you really require sturdy packaging that could withstand moisture, different weather conditions, transportation, and you've got to be able to stack the boxes without uh, crushing the bottom layers. And this is where the opportunity came about for me. So my parents asked me for help. And as a good daughter that I am, I said, yes, um, how hard can it be to make a cardboard box? So, you know, as, as most people would, I, I looked into importing. Little did I know about manufacturing process and the different types of board grades, uh, the board weight, packaging styles, and the list just goes on. So one of the biggest challenges that I faced with importing was I had no control over anything. I would place a purchase order with the manufacturers and then they would tell me that the lead time would be three to four weeks. Plus, you know, we've got the sea freight. Most times it's six to eight weeks. And then by the time it lands in our Australian borders, it gets held by customs for quarantine. So by the time that the boxes arrive, it would be a good three months. So after the years of challenges with the currency conversion, the language barriers, the custom holds, the delays, the quality issues, 
I set up my mind to own my own manufacturing plant where I could control everything and I could dictate when it would get made, how it would get delivered and what I wanted from it. And that's how Paco established in November 2017. Wow. So, I mean, that's all very well to make up your mind to have your own manufacturing plant. But what are the first steps? What did you have to do first? I mean, you're looking at finding a place, getting equipment, getting materials. Talk us through that. It was it was an opportunity that I guess landed for me. There was a company that was uh, selling, they were going bust and it was, you know, they were in cover packaging as well, um, but it just didn't work out for them. What they were trying to do, um, the team that they had, the culture that was here, it just, it was operated in a way where it was very traditional. They stuck to what they knew. They couldn't invent anything new and they said, no, it was time to go. So I took that as, look, this is an opportunity to get my foot in the door. Um, I had to raise funds. Uh, It wasn't easy. I didn't get a lot of support from my parents. Uh, Friends were telling me that I was crazy. Uh, What sort of experience did I have in manufacturing? Um, What do I know about machineries? What do I know about printing? I just said, I don't, but doesn't mean I can't find out, doesn't mean I can't learn. So it did take some time. Um, I was quite naive and very young, thinking that anything is possible. So, you know, I jumped into it and I had to swim, really. Spoken like a true entrepreneur. So when people were telling you that you were crazy, was that just water off a duck's back? Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, I I didn't take it to heart. I was just thinking, you know what, people don't see what I see. You know, what I believe in is the vision I had for myself, you know, and it's so hard to convey a message when they're not in your shoes. I was just so determined that, you know, there's a need for this and I've been struggling as an importer and I'm sure there are other people out there just the same. When I first started out importing, I had to buy container loads, And, you know, cash flow was an issue, especially when you're a small business. You're buying more than you need because the unit was cheaper when you're buying bulk volume. So, for me, that was one of the things that I I came across and I'm sure there are other people in the same boat as me. So, if I was to start up a manufacturing plant, I would find all these barriers that I had and then I would implement that into the business that I would be running and say, you know what? There is no minimum order quantity. If you want 100, you can buy 100. But for 100, it will cost you a little bit more, but it's not a massive outlay where it's a big risk. So I did notice that um, I was looking on your website and looking at some of the feedback from your clients. And I think that one of the things that people remark on most is how you make them as a small business owner even feel that their, their business is valuable to you. Is that an important part of your ethos? Absolutely. Every order, regardless if it's one box or 10,000 boxes, they're important. The the client's important. A paying client is an important client. That's how I see it, regardless how much they order. So talk me through um, your product offering, what it is that you are supplying to people as PACO. So for PACO, we especially... um, focus on custom packaging, so more around the branding. If you have a product and you need it to get it to market, we'll talk you through the marketing stages. A lot of people think about 
packaging as an afterthought. They don't think about it during their marketing strategy or implement it. They leave it to the very last minute and then they go, oh, we'll only have X amount of budget after I've used it all on my marketing campaign. So for me, it's, it's like, well, let me tell you something. Branded packaging sells because you're going to be standing out there and trying to promote your product. But when you're not trying to promote your product, your packaging is going to sell the product for you. It's going to be the storyteller. It's going to, it's going to share that message. And when people pick up your product and the packaging, they're going to know it's a good one because they're going to have all the information there. So we guide them through that process. And a lot of small business don't actually realize the importance of packaging. So a while ago, um, we spoke a lot about in packaging circles, we spoke a lot about the unboxing experience. E-commerce packaging was coming alive. We had Amazon and all those online channels going crazy. Did you find that you needed to educate your customers about unboxing? Yes, we do. Um, especially in e-commerce, like you were saying, a lot of businesses now are starting up and they go, yes, we want a really good package. Uh, we want the exciting unboxing experience. And I said, okay, so how do you envisage that? What do you classify as the awesome unboxing experience? They go, well, when I want the clients to receive my products in the box. I want them to be able to take a photo. I want them to put on Instagram. I want them to share it and I want to slowly open it up and see what's inside. And when they open it up, I want them to see the excitement. I want them to feel happy. And I said, that's great because you've come to the right place. Send me your product and I'll make it happen for you. Well, I mean, a big part of that is making sure that there's the branding on the pack in beautiful graphics, I'm sure, so that when that unboxing experience happens, it's not just about the product, but it's about making that connection with the brand. Isn't that right? Correct. You're listening to the PKN Podcast by Yaffa Media. We'll be right back after this. Navigating the balance of sustainable and innovative packaging solutions is key in today's highly competitive market. Ball and Doggett provide the foundation for creating and driving best-in-class packaging offerings and those high-value applications, bringing together leading local and world-class brands, empowering you to do more to manage your packaging opportunities for better environmental outcomes. Ball and Doggett, Australia's largest distributor of printable materials and consumables, providing the raw materials that turn big ideas into real-world solutions. Talk to our product specialists on 1300 024 749. And now, let's get back to the discussion on the PKN podcast. So, Nina, you have developed um, a process called the interactive design process at PACO in order to make it easier for your clients to access design and packaging uh, services through your company. Can you talk us through that that project? Uh, yes, um, I can. We are launching the second version of the interactive design platform, uh, also known as the IDP. So at PACO, we love innovations and this interactive platform will not only allow us to streamline our processes, but also the customers. The IDP allows customers to simply customise their own packaging. Uh, it's the first of its kind in this industry and it will be a game changer. That simplifies the whole experience of custom packaging. There are a few, a few simple steps to follow. 
um, the customer can select their preferred box style, insert the required dimensions, select the material, and simply design the box. Now, the design process is intuitive, and you can visually see it in 3D, spin the box, open and close the box as well. Once this is done, a quote is also provided to the customer for them to easily add to cart and check out. By implementing this innovation, it will eliminate many of the back and forth emails from the sales rep for quoting the graphic designs and provide visual confidence to the customer before placing an order. So we've created this platform so that anyone can become a packaging designer. It's quick, it's easy, and it's user-friendly. Well, that sounds uh, very simple to use, in fact. So tell me something, the graphic design, is that happening? You say that anybody um, can be their own graphic designer, so they're supplying their own designs, but can they also get assistance from Paco on graphic design? Yes, so the client, obviously most clients that come to us, they've already got branding. They've got their logo, they know their colours, they've got a branding style guide, they know their typography, they have all this access already. The only component that they're missing is the key line or where they can upload all their artworks onto. So the platform allows them to have 100% control at their fingertips. So if you look at Canva, Canva is more of a drag and drop into a template. We are literally the same, a drag and drop upload uh, onto a box format. So a box has six face panels. You can select the panel that you want to design. It will show up on your screen. And if you want to upload, you hit the upload button. It will ask you where do you want to select the file from, from your computer, desktop or folder. You select it and then it appears and then you can stretch it out as big as you want or make it as small as you want. So if if someone comes to us and say, look, um, I'm not uh, creative I want some help. I've got all my assets for my logos and my fonts. Can you help me? Absolutely, we can help you. We can actually guide you over the phone on how to do it as well. Well, that sounds very clear and simple. And where does the packaging manufacturing and the printing happen for that pack? Everything happens here in-house. We control everything 100% of the way. So is that at your PACO facility? Tell the audience where that is, Nina. Uh, so our facility is uh, in Jeeba in Brisbane. So we're 10 minutes away from the airport. So very close in the heart of Brisbane. So what's your typical lead time if someone is ordering um, even a small run of, say, they need 200 boxes for their new shirts or something that they're sending out? So our lead time is 10 to 12 working days from artwork approval, regardless if that's 200 boxes or 50,000 boxes, we always work within the lead time that we say. We're very proud and honoured to say that we can deliver in that short amount of time. That's what we pride ourselves on. Well, that's that's certainly what we need these days. Speed to market, it's all about instant gratification, certainly. So um, that sounds like a good solution to me. Now, we can't talk packaging, Nina, without talking sustainability as you probably well know. And I'd really like to know what your company's sustainability goals and ethos is. So we're part of a program where our whole teams are part of where we, every offcut is given new life. So we don't really throw anything away. We also, we're part of a program where we donate all our offcuts to a recycling company where they will then 
sell it to arts and crafts stores. Um, they send it to nursing homes so that, you know, someone can reuse it and repackage it. Uh, for us, it's, it's very important to keep things sustainable. So all our partners are all from Australia. We buy things locally. All our uh, material grades are FSC and FDA approved. So there's, there's not so much that, you know, it's, it's outside of our scope. Sure. So a cardboard, luckily, board is a, is a very um, easy to recycle product as well. What about your printing inks? Printing inks are all vegetable-based inks, so and they could be soy as well, just depending on the printing process that we use. So we're going to move away now from the, the nuts and bolts of operations and, and manufacturing and factories, and we're going to talk a little bit more high-level leadership. You as a young woman... Um, operating in pretty much a male-dominated sector. What have been the challenges for you to overcome? It's it's very challenging at times, um, you know, being in a male-dominated industry. But for me, I really don't just focus on the gender. When I first came on board, you know, a lot of my conversations were with men who had years and years of experience ahead of me and I guess over the time, the support network that I had, which was my family and friends and my team, uh, they guided me along the way, showed me, like, regardless of what industry you're in, you're very capable of doing so. So, yeah, over the time, it has changed. I introduced new ideas and concepts into this industry, which, you know, would be my hope for all women entering into new industries that, look, you, you can do it and just got to believe in yourself has it, there been any particular person that was a mentor for you in the setting up of the PACO business? I would have to say family and friends and the PACO team. Um, they were all mentors. Everyone that I come across and engage with, I always learn something about them. Uh, I also learn something about their experience and I take and adapt to what I feel suits me and resonates with me to operating. Um, but in particular, not so much a mentor. So not one particular person, but you've drawn from a lot of sources and positive energy from those around you in your team and the support of your friends and family. That sounds like a, a solid formula for success, if you ask me. So I do also want to ask you a little bit about um, the PACO employee culture. You have to drive that culture as the CEO. Can you tell us what your approach is? Honesty and transparent. I don't need to know everything and I'm very open and honest with my team. Uh, you know, I hold the title CEO, managing director or founder, but, you know, some people try to understand and know everything and have that facade. For me, I'm just very honest, I guess. Um, if the team asks me, how do I do this or how do I do that, and I just simply take a step back and go, look, I don't have all the answers. I don't know, but I'll find it for you or let's sit down, let's see what ideas we can come up and we'll bounce it together. And for that, I, I guess I get a lot of respect from my team. They, you know, people can see straight through you when you're pretending or try to hide something. And for me, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to lead a team where it's not transparent you know, and diversity, I guess, being Vietnamese, Asian background as well, I've got my own perspective views in how I, I run something. Um, 
most of our team culture, everyone's from different backgrounds. We've got Italians, we've got Chinese, Filipinos, Canadians, Australians. So we're, we're very well diverse and everyone brings a part of them to the table, which grows our team and expands our knowledge, which helps me lead the way that I lead. Speaking of leading the way that you're leading, where are you leading it next? What's next for PACO? Uh, I'm really <laughs> excited. <laughs> I, I'm so excited about this because we're, we're constantly expanding our team so, so that we can sustainably grow and service the needs of our customers. Um, recently, we were able to grow our own internal developing team, which is dedicated to coding new features for the IDP. So it's, it's just, it's so amazing to be able to come to work every day and see that you've got this team who's so passionate, who's so driven, who's so young, and they just want to make an impact, an impact to an industry that has been operating so traditionally for so long and being able to bring technology and improvements and softwares and creativity and colour. It's just, yeah, it's so fun and bubbly. <laughs> well, your passion is certainly very evident and coming through very strongly, Nina. So, um, and I have to say, you certainly are making an impact. I see you're up for a, yet another award. PACO is a finalist in the Most Innovative Companies Award for that um, IDP, for the in Interactive Design Platform. So, and that will be announced later this year. You'll have to keep us posted. We're very excited for you. We think that PACO is going to continue to do great things and that you yourself are going to be a fine leader in our industry. So thank you very much for joining us today. I'd love you to give us a last message that you'd like to tell the market. Thanks, thanks, Lindy, and thanks for having me on. Look, in saying everything that I've said today, I, I wouldn't have been able to achieve all this if it wasn't for two things. And, you know, I just want to say the first thing is to the Australian Institute of Packaging for providing us with such a great platform and community for, um, you know, industry leaders like myself to connect and find answers to when, you know, we've we've hit a roadblock so the support is definitely there for our industry and the second thing is to my packer team family and friends because they've been so supportive and patient with me so a really big thanks to to them as well and to yourself lindy that's no problem. And I agree with you that the Australian Institute of Packaging is certainly a fantastic support network for its members and for our industry and indeed for staging the awards, the Packaging Innovation and Design Awards, which for which you were a finalist um, in the design categories as well as then winning the Young Packaging Professional of the Year Award. So once again, Nina... Thanks again for joining us. I'm looking forward to continuing to report on the ongoing success of PACO in PK and Packaging News, and we'll no doubt be kept abreast of all your developments. Thanks again. Thank you. Well, thank you, Nina. Thank you, Lindy. And folks, thank you for joining us for this episode, which has been brought to you today by Ball & Doggett, Australia's largest distributor of printable materials and consumables. We'll be back in the not-too-distant future with another informative episode, but until then, have a great day. You've been listening to the PKN Podcast, produced by Southern Skies Media on behalf of PKN Packaging News, owned and published by Yaffa Media. 
The views of the people featured on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of PKN Packaging News, Yaffa Media or the guest's employer. The contents are copyright by Yaffa Media. If you wish to use any of this podcast audio, please contact us via the website or send an email to editor at packagingnews.com.au. You can subscribe to this podcast via your preferred platform and read all the latest news on Australia's packaging industry at packagingnews.com.au. You've been listening to a Yappa Media Podcast.